Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, send it to me. Box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. I want to encourage you to check out our store, store.greatdetectives.net, where you can pick up all my books, audiobooks, and ebooks. Among the options that we do have available is my novel, uh, Slime Incorporated. It's my first uh, detective novel, and you can pick it up in all forms over at uh, store.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of The Private Files of Rex Saunders. The original air date, July the 25th of 1951, and the title is Worth More Than Its Weight in Murder. Rex Harrison stars in another intriguing adventure transcribed from the private files of Rex Saunders. Concerning antiques. A size and rare item is often worth its weight in gold, and also sometimes worth more than its weight in murder. And now, the private files of Rex Thunder. RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music and first in television, brings you the celebrated star of stage and screen, Rex Harrison, in another exciting story taken from the private files of Rex Saunders, radio's newest man of mystery. We hope you enjoy these weekly stories of intrigue and adventure, and for another adventure in home entertainment, we suggest you try RCA Victor's fine line of radio and television products, now on display at your RCA Victor dealer. Now for our story. This story begins in a surprising way. I'd left the house and walked across the street where my new Nash was parked. The surprise I mentioned was a blonde package done up attractively in a mink stole. I opened the car door, and there she was in the front seat. Hello. As I said, the car was new, and I looked twice to make sure it was mine. It's your car. So it is. I don't recall the dealer telling me that you came with it. I've been waiting for you. You should have sent a message. I'd have come down sooner. You're Rex Saunders, aren't you? You help people in trouble. No, don't tell me you're in trouble. I am. Will you help me? It's possible. I don't believe I got your name. Virginia. Virginia Morris. Miss? Miss. Yes, then it's quite possible. My friends call me Jenny. Rex. Then as one friend to another, Jenny, just what sort of trouble is it? It's about the cat. The cat? This one. This mean porcelain figurine. I was afraid to go there alone. That's why I came to you. I didn't want him to see me go into your house. He warned me not to tell anyone. That's why I waited for you in the car. You will help me, won't you? Well, first you'd have to make some sense. Now, what's all this about? Well, Ralph brought this cat back from Hong Kong six weeks ago. Ralph? My brother. He was there on business. 
Ralph said the cat was very valuable, and he asked me to hold it for him. That was six weeks ago. The next day, Ralph left the house, and I didn't hear from him until this evening. And your brother told you not to tell anyone about it? Oh, no, it wasn't Ralph who said that. It was the other man. What other man? The one who spoke to me over the phone after Ralph. Ralph just said a few words, and then the man must have taken the phone away from him. He told me to bring the cat to him at 22 River Street. He'd be in the doorway. I was to be there at 9.30. I was afraid to go there alone, so Sorry, I... I was detained, oh. Rex. A phone call. Oh. oh, Alec, this is Miss Morris. Where did she come from? Believe it or not, she was waiting here in the car for me. A likely story. Ginny has asked my assistance. Oh, it's Ginny. Mr. Saunders, we'd better hurry. He said to be there by 9.30 sharp. Yes, come on, Alec. Get in. say the number was 22 River Street? That's right. River Street? Why are we going to that neighborhood? Uh, Miss Morris's brother seems to be in some sort of trouble. It's a matter of life and death. Life and death. That's the usual story, isn't it? This isn't a joke. I didn't finish what I started to tell you, Mr. Saunders. The man said to me that Ralph would be killed if the Ming Cat wasn't delivered tonight. Ming Cat. That's it. That's just what he said. The Ming Cat. What are you talking about? The phone call which detained me. It was a man. He said to forget about the Ming Cat. It's evil, he said. To those who touch it, it brings only bad luck and death. I headed downtown, cutting through the side streets to avoid heavy traffic. Ginny Morris sat between us, her hands nervously clutching the mysterious little porcelain figure. It was almost 9.30 when we turned into the waterfront section. A heavy gauze of fog was beginning to wind itself around the docks. We pulled up at the foot of River Street. This area is forbidding enough without having a pea soup fog to make matters worse. Ginny, I'll take the uh, China cat now. Oh, but, but, but you said that as long as the cat was in our hands, you thought that Ralph's life would be spared. I'm reasonably sure it will. And don't worry, I'm not letting go of it until your brother's brought back safe and sound. Now, you better let me have it. All right. Come on, Alec. Rex. Yeah? You be careful. I'll be careful. Number 22 is the next building. You ready? Ready, but reluctant. I'll do the talking. Uh, that dubious pleasure is all yours. Oh, no one's here. The entrance is boarded up. Now, Alec. Alec! I'm all right. Those shots came from across the street. Someone was lying in wait for us over there. Oh, we're certainly lucky. We certainly are. This mean cat didn't break when I dropped down. Maybe it isn't such bad luck after all. Forget that confounded cat. Look what it got us into. Now let's see if it can get us out of it. What do you mean? We're getting back to Ginny in the car as quickly as we can. With an armed killer across the street? I told you before to count the fog a blessing. Follow me and stay close to the buildings. Okay. Oh, we made it. We can't spot his luck so far. I hope it'll do as well for Ginny Morris. Huh? I'll see for yourself. She's not in the car. Alec and I headed back uptown. As things turned out, Ginny was as mysterious as the Ming Cat. She told me that she was staying at the Hotel Maxton, but when we stopped at the Maxton, the desk clerk had a completely different story. 
There was no one by that name registered at the hotel. On the credit side, however, I possessed a rare article of ancient China worth hundreds, if not thousands, a valuable piece of bait. So I decided to drop my line at home and wait for a bite. will get us the truth? I think it'll attract the fish we want. Now, let's go up to our apartment and wait for a nibble. Stay right where you are. Oh, I'll use this gun if either one of you tries anything. You see, Alec, what did I tell you? A bite and we haven't even cast our line. Give it to me. I'm sorry, I don't understand. I saw her with you in this car here before. She gave you the cat. The one in his lap. Uh-uh. Clumsy of Hand me. it over. I'm terribly sorry, Rex. I was sure I had it hidden from view. Never mind, Alec. The damage is done. This young woman and her automatic appear to mean business. You better hand it over. Here you are. Now, don't move. Stay right where you... Where'd you get this cat? You answered that question yourself a moment ago. What did you do with the other one? The other one? You know what I'm talking about. Where's the other one? Well, isn't this one satisfactory? You can't fool me. I know. I know all about it. I'll show you how much I know about it. Rex, she deliberately destroyed this relic. Stop it. Stop acting. You know as well as I, it was a fake. You know, it wasn't worth two dollars. Evidently, Alec, our bait wasn't as valuable as we thought, but it uh, served the purpose. You tell me where the real one is. You tell me or I'll kill the both of you. That'll be rather difficult, considering the fact that you neglected to release the safety catch on that gun you're holding. What? Here. I'll show you what I mean. Let's go. Let's go. Don't you know it isn't stylish for an attractive young woman to sport these things? Yeah. You look much better without it. Here, Alec, take it. It's a pleasure. You hurt me. I didn't mean to. You wouldn't have been harmed. It wasn't possible. That gun is empty. Well, go on with your story, Mrs. Haynes. I thought you were in with them. I was desperate. I had to do something to find my husband, Frank. Another mysteriously missing male. Frank was to meet me when my boat docked. I was bringing the mink cat back from the Orient. Frank had a buyer for it here. Yes, you went through that before. That blonde girl who called herself Ginny Morris met you at the dock. She was supposedly taking you to your husband. Instead, you said you were taken to an hotel room where you were drugged. Yes, and when I woke up, the mink cat was gone. I couldn't find Frank, and then this evening I received a phone call. The man told me to wait in front of this apartment house tonight, and I'd find both my husband and the mink cat. It's usually customary to report such things to the police. I told you I did report my husband's disappearance. So you said. Oh, excuse me a moment. Hello? Oh, yes, Inspector. I see. Where? Yes. Well, thank you very much, Inspector. Goodbye. Well? Well, evidently, Alec, Mrs. Haynes here was telling us the truth. She did report her husband's disappearance to the police. Inspector Kelly tells me they've found him. Frank, they found him? Where was he? I'm sorry, Mrs. Haynes. What do you mean? What's wrong? A man identified as Frank Haynes jumped from an eight-story window of a downtown office building at six o'clock this evening. You can take it with you. 
Just slip your finger through the Victrola 45 personal phonograph's convenient carrying handle and take it with you anywhere. The remarkable Victrola 45 personal phonograph will always be a welcome guest at a party or in the evening when you drop around to see your friends. You can also keep it at home in your living room for you and your family to enjoy your favorite records again and again. Or move it from room to room anywhere in the house. That way, you'll have just the music you want when you want it. Yes, RCA Victor's new Victrola 45 personal phonograph is versatile and practical, and it's economical, too. You can buy it for a song. This superb instrument, expressly designed for the 7-inch, non-breakable 45 RPM records. And you'll have a lot more fun all the time with RCA Victor's new Victrola 45 personal phonograph. We supplied the police with a description of the blonde young lady who called herself Ginny Morris. And then Alec and I accompanied Mrs. Haynes to the morgue. Must I? I'm sorry, Mrs. Haynes, but identification of your husband's body is necessary. Just look and then you can leave. All right. Mr. Saunders. What is it? This body. It's not Frank. This is not my husband. produced another surprise. The corpse at the morgue wasn't Frank Haynes. But why did this unidentified man carrying Frank Haynes' personal belongings jump from an office building window? Perhaps I could find the answer at the scene of the supposed suicide. Alec and I went to the eighth floor of the office building. Rex, this gets more perplexing at every turn. On the contrary, Alec, it's just beginning to make sense. I wish you'd explain how. Well, it's quite obvious why Ginny Morris, or whatever her name is, really put the fake mean cat in our hands. Oh, it is? Quite. She and her cohort wanted Mrs. Haynes to think we were involved with them. If Mrs. Haynes was busy following us, that would steer her off their trail. But what about those shots that were fired at her? I'm convinced that part of the act was to make us think that we had a precious art object in our possession. All right, that could explain that much of it. But what about the suicide? I don't think it was a suicide. How do you know? Well, it stands to reason. The death of the unidentified man was another part of another act. Someone wanted Mrs. Haynes to believe that her husband was dead. They thought that a fall from an eight-story window would smash the body beyond recognition. They missed their guess on that point. Now, right here, this window is supposed to be where he jumped from. But the elevator man told us that the man came up to this floor alone last night. He came up alone? But I don't believe he was alone when he stood at this window. Hmm? I'm inclined to think that he was pushed out by whoever stood here with him. How are you going to prove that? We're going to cover every floor of this building. There are five stories above and seven below. Now, you work from here down and I'll work up. What do I look for? I want to know the nature of every business in this building. It may be just waste of time, but it's worth a try. 
Mounted the dimlit stairs as Alex went down to check the floors below. Nothing of unusual interest on the ninth, or the tenth, or the eleventh. Then, as I walked along the twelfth floor corridor, I suddenly stopped. I stood before the door where the black letters on the dusty glass panel spelt out J.R. Andrews, Importer of Oriental Antiques. Good afternoon, sir. What is your pleasure? Well, I've taken a recent and intense interest in Ming porcelain. I'm particularly interested, Mr... Uh, is it Mr. Andrews? Yes, I'm Mr. Andrews. Well, I'm particularly interested, Mr. Andrews, in one Ming piece. One, sir? What is that, may I ask? Well, it's the figure of a cat. A cat with a rather enigmatic grin on his face. <laughs> Your taste is superb. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, you like the perfect jewel among jewels. The mean cat. You uh, have one in stock? In stock, sir. Oh, one does not stock the mean cat. Oh, forgive me, Mr. Andrews. I seem to approach the problem like the crass amateur that I am. I'm sure I can obtain the object for you. You have been told the price. The, uh, the price is agreeable. The warm pleasure of understanding minds. Hmm? Uh, this way, please. Uh, Virginia, my dear, our buyer has arrived earlier than expected. Well, hello. Oh, you fool, you, you stupid fool. Oh, Virginia, what's wrong? This isn't the buyer. What? This is Saunders. Oh, no, no, I don't believe it. He was such a gentleman. I'm sorry to disappoint you. Miss Morris is quite correct. Virginia, I've been looking forward to our meeting again. Uh, the world is filled with deception. Each day, more of my faith in mankind is washed away. Oh, shut up. You got us into this fine spot. I rather enjoy it. How long can it last? Uh-uh. I spoke too soon. That's a 45 you feel in your back, mister. I thought the sensation was unpleasantly familiar. Sid, my boy, you're an angel of salvation. Sure, Pop, sure. I come to hear this guy say his prayers. It's considered dangerous to park on such a steep hill. Sure, for you. You know what's going to happen to you? I have a fairly good idea. Eh? Yeah, suppose you tell me. Well, that bottle of liquor you have there on the seat next to you is the giveaway. Well, you get the gold star. Go ahead. And after you douse me with that whiskey, you render me unconscious. And then you release the emergency brake, and I go rolling down this hill to my doom. Death accidental. Drunken driving. You graduate. Here's where you get a little wet. Mm, thank you. I prefer it with the soda. Now you smell good. Real good. Here's where you get lost. So long, snooping boy. Have a nice trip. <laughs> idea how shocked I was when they called me to come down here to pick you up at the hospital. No more shocked, Alec, I'm sure, than I was when I awoke and found myself alive in that wrecked car. <laughs> Sometimes I feel that you have more lives than a cat. 
a mean cat. Oh, please don't mention that. It's got you into enough trouble already. Nothing compared to Ginny Morris and Mr. Andrews. You found Ginny Morris? Only fleetingly. The police made a more permanent find. Ginny and Mr. Andrews were located by the police in Andrews' office in the Packer building. They were both shot to death. Shot to death? I don't understand. Who is Mr. Andrews and what was Ginny Morris doing in his office? I'll explain that later. Just now we're going to part. Part? What do you mean? You're dropping off into the men's shop just ahead. Huh? You'll only stay in there until he passes. He? What the deuce is this about? There's a man who's been following us since we left the hospital. Someone's following us? Yes, don't turn around. Oh. I don't want to scare him off. I'll meet him in my own fashion. Now, there's the men's shop just ahead. Keep your eye on me, but uh, stay at the distance. You up there? Uh-huh. All right. Turn in for shop now. Good luck. I continued walking. The man in the dark suit followed. I quickened my pace. He quickened his. I slowed. He slowed. Then I came to the corner. I turned the corner quickly and stood up close to the building. I stood there, my back pressed against the stone wall, and waited. Let, let go! I beg your pardon. Let me care, Tommy. Let, let go! Hey, what's the idea? I was about to ask you the same question. Look, mister, I, I ain't looking for no rough stuff. That's odd. You see, I'm just in the mood for it. You were following me. Why? Well, sure I was, Taylor. You your Saunders, ain't you? Yes, go ahead. Well, this friend of mine wants to talk to you. So he sends me out to eagle eye you. This friend says I should bring you with me. But first he says I should make positive you alone. So now you come with me, okay? Just as simple as that, eh? Sure. My friend says you'll come quick as a bunny. What made him think so? On account of my friend says you're out bloodhounding for him. My friend whose name is Frank Haynes. <laughs> Back to the climax of our story in a moment. The more you demand, the higher your standards, the sooner you'll buy an RCA Victor radio. Because for performance, tone, fidelity, and economy, you'll agree there's nothing to compare with radios made by RCA Victor. The moment you listen to the golden throat tone system in an RCA Victor radio or radio phonograph combination, you'll recognize in a flash the beauty of concert hall clarity and unblemished overtones. And there's a model in every price range, an RCA Victor radio to suit your budget. Never before has there been such a wide selection of RCA Victor sets for you to choose from, including portables, table radios, and luxurious console radio phonographs. They're available now. Look at them. Listen to them. You'll find each combines quality with economy, performance with value. So make no mistake with your money. Insist on RCA Victor. Demand the best and you'll get the best. Plus all the assurance that comes with the name RCA Victor. Frank, I found them just like you asked. 
Hello, Saunders. Hmm, I was looking forward to this meeting, Haynes. However, I must admit it surprised me to have it developed in such an easy fashion. I knew you'd find me sooner or later. Just thought I'd save you time. Of course, you realize, Haynes, that uh, your wife is eager to see you, too. Yes, so I hear. By the way, I, I saw your stand-in down at the morgue. I know. You get around fast. Sometimes I'm slowed down by unexpected obstacles. I ran into a rather troublesome one this afternoon in an importer's office in the Packer building. I know. You seem to know quite a bit about what went on. I manage. Uh, I'll wait downstairs, Frank. Uh, wait a minute, Al. Uh, yeah, Frank? I promised to pay you off after you brought him here, didn't I? Sure, Frank, but you're good for it. I'll wait till you... No. No, I want to pay you off in front of Saunders. I want to show him how I handle things. Okay, Frank, just like you say. Yeah, like I say. <laughs> Take a look at him, Saunders. A good look. That's the way you're going to be, and after you, that wife of mine gets it. You're busy with that gun, aren't you? I don't leave loose ends around. It's bad in my business. Andrews and Ginny Morris? They were part of your business, too, weren't they? That's right. They missed up on you this afternoon. I don't miss. Mm, that's rather evident. This is what you were looking for. This is the real cat. I've suddenly lost interest in that porcelain figure. A hundred thousand dollars worth, and it's all mine. One hundred thousand smackers. No more trouble about it. When you're gone, no more trouble. So long, sucky. Oh! Thank heavens I got up those stairs in time. Sure was a lucky thing that she had me follow you. You've no idea how I felt when I saw you standing there in the doorway with that gun in your hand. Oh. Hey, Rex. Haynes isn't moving. He's dead, Alec. But I... I aimed for his leg. That's where you got him. But, but that shot couldn't have killed him. It wasn't that shot, Alec. It was the one that entered here at his heart. This is the one that killed him. Oh, you, son. May we come in, Mrs. Haynes? Yes, of course. Mr. Saunders, I can't believe it. I just can't believe it. It's true. Everything I told you over the phone about your husband is true. But why? Why did he do those things? I brought the reason with me. This Ming cat. Mrs. Haynes, your husband had this figure stolen from you so that he could reap the profits for himself. And then he faked his own death to throw you off the track. That's about what it amounts to. Now the Ming cat is yours, Mrs. Haynes. Just as the omen says, it only brought bad luck and death. It's still worth a great deal of money. What does money mean now? I suppose you're right. It'd be far better to destroy it. Yes, it probably would. There's only one thing to do. Destroy it forever. Mr. Saunders! <laughs> you broke it! Get away from those pieces, Mrs. Haynes. You're wasting your time. Fool, you stupid, interfering fool! Well, what's happened to her, Rex? You were told it was a fraud, and you said you were almost sure Mrs. Haynes knew it was a fraud. And so she does, Alec. But the cat's great value is not in the porcelain. It's not here. It's gone. It's gone. What's this all about? It's gone. Where is it? Where is it? What is she raving about? This package, Alec. You had it. You wanted to steal it from me. You wanted it for yourself. This small parcel contains $100,000 worth of narcotics. What? 
By a prearranged plan, it was smuggled into this country inside the cat by Mrs. Haynes. Then greed prompted the double cross and the triple cross. Triple cross? Mrs. Haynes was in the house when you shot her husband. It was she, however, who fired the fatal bullet. I went through the theatrics of smashing the cat to completely prove that Mrs. Haynes was guilty. You see, Alec, I'd already had the package removed from the cat when I learnt that the porcelain figure was valued at three dollars and seventy-five cents. Three seventy-five. Too little cash, Alec, for so much crime. In a moment, Rex Harrison will return to tell you about next week's story. First, an invitation from RCA Victor. Next chance you get, drop into your dealers and look over the wide variety of RCA Victor home instruments designed to bring you the very finest in home entertainment. We know you'll find just the right instrument for family fun at a price that will fit your family budget. Fine instruments with world-famous RCA Victor quality built into every feature and detail. See them tomorrow at your RCA Victor dealer. Now, here is Rex Harrison, internationally famous star of stage and screen, to tell you about next week's adventure taken from the private files of Rex Saunders. Next week, it's concerning hunting. Concerning hunting. Ordinarily a game for sportsmen in which rules are respected. But thieves have no rules but to kill when they track down the human game. You have been listening to another intriguing adventure transcribed from the private files of Rex Saunders, written by Ed Adamson. In the cast were Leon Janney as Alec and Elspeth Eric as Marion. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. This is Kenneth Banghart speaking for RCA Victor. This is Andrew from otrwesterns.com. I wanted to invite you to come take a look at our site where we put out podcasts of old-time radio westerns. Check us out at otrwesterns.com. You're listening to The Great Detectives of Old-Time Radio with Adam Graham. Now let's get back into the show. Welcome back. I had to laugh a little bit when Rex... Uh, described his meeting with the woman who uh, sent him on this quest as somehow unusual. Uh, and it's like, yeah, you run into a beautiful woman who needs your help. This is not at all unusual for Rex Saunders. It's just the way it goes. 
Well, as I've mentioned that uh, the private files of Rex Saunders will be coming to an end shortly. We'll play Hollywood Mystery Time, but that'll only be for two weeks. After that, be sure and listen on Tuesdays for Inspector Thorne. And they will be here in four weeks. But that will actually do it for today. If you do have a comment, send it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.